this is Rob Coburn, and we are excited that you're joining with us today. If you're a part of the Summit Dover family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at the Summit Dover on all social media outlets and on our website, thesummitdover.com. We can get you plugged into our app or our YouTube channel, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with the Summit Dover family all around the world. I hope this word today encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. Thank you, team. Well, I want to start off this May service with Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the room. We gave a hand earlier. We can give a hand now. Thank you for loving us and caring for us and uh, helping pave the way to where we are today and tomorrow. And so we are excited to be gathered today on Mother's Day. For those of you who are not in the room, Happy Mother's Day as well. And may you be blessed in all that you do. We've been studying a series called Stand. And uh, in this series, we have covered topics. We've covered characters. We've covered words. We've covered all of that. And I want to share with you this thing that has been on my heart for a while, but I want to bring it to you in a different way, and I want to then share with you a word that the Lord gave me about this service today, about you as mothers and you as daughters and sons, and the word that I believe the Lord has given in this hour. We had the privilege this week to uh, to sneak out last week, if you didn't see that. Uh, we, we did a good job if you didn't see that, but um, we snuck out, got on the road, and uh, a nine-hour trip. We were at Virginia Beach, and for four days we were immersed in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's great to go and be a part and to participate with people who believe that Jesus is powerful today, not in times past, but today, that the Lord Jesus Christ is powerful today, and that he speaks through his vessels today a prophetic word and unction for the world. And uh, oftentimes we get caught up in doing traditional things and doing church the normal way. And today, if you came for that, you will be sadly disappointed in that, but you will be greatly encouraged that we are going to not do it the traditional way. We're going to do it the way that Jesus talks about in Acts. How's that? You see, Acts doesn't have an end. We are still living in Acts today. And if the church is going to be who we're called to be, then we better get to it. And, uh, and be who he's created us to be. The scripture that we've used for this whole series is Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. And it says that we are to stand and having done all, stand. I love that because it doesn't, it's an imperative that even after we're tired and frustrated and we've done everything else, we're still called as believers to stand. Now, if we have a good foundation, standing is easy. If we don't have a good foundation, it's very hard. As we would know from trying to run on the beach, it's not as easy as it looks. Um, but anyway, I, I, this word has been on my heart about what today is and uh, what he's calling for this season of the church. So if you turn with me to Isaiah 45, we're going to start in verse 1 this morning. We've got lots of things happening today, but I believe that you will be blessed by this word. Verse 1 says, Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, who, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and to loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. In other words, take opposition out of your way. 
I will break into pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. There are stories all over the place. If you search about naming of a child, I love to hear mother stories about hearing from the Lord and what the Lord said. This is the name of our child. You know that in a name, you have characteristics, you have things that come just by the name being placed on you. And your name is not an accident. And when you're born again and the Lord gives you a new name, that's not an accident either. It brings on his characteristics and his anointing to who you are. You see, I believe we are in a season where the world, the whole world, is going to know who God is. Now, they're all going to have a choice, but they're going to at least know who God is. And I believe there's going to be a time in this season where the whole church is going to know who God is. Not just, he's not a religion, he's a relationship. And I believe that you're going to know who God is. He says, I will go before you. There's another scripture in which he says, I will go before you. And you can find that in Micah 2, verse 3. It says, the one who breaks open will come up before them. They who break out pass through the gate and go out by it. The king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. So Messiah, the breaker anointing. You see, there's an anointing in this house this morning that we've been cultivating, that we've been, that we've been asking the Lord for. The Shekinah glory of God is here. I know you can feel it. And there are angels associated with Jesus. They were with him on the cross and they were called breaker angels. And the reason why we don't understand angels is because we aren't open to that. But after being with Tim Sheets for a few days, you're open to that. Messiah breaker will go before you and you will break through the gate into times, new times, new places, and new territory. And with that comes new inheritance. You see, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the Lord of the breakthrough. You see, for so long, people have traveled in bondage. Whether it be in their mind, whether it be in their body, they've traveled with bondage. And when they meet Jesus, that's why many people receive healing immediately, receive deliverance immediately, receive those things in which are in his character because they come in contact with the breaker king. You see, I know that many, many people in Christian life love the loving King Jesus. They, they, they're okay that once in a while King Jesus will flip over tables and get angry. They're okay with that on a certain occasion. I'm more okay with it than most, but um, I believe that there needs to be some things flipped over in this society. But, but one thing that we're not aware of is that Jesus is the breaker. He's the breaker. And if we don't receive him as the breaker, we miss the breaking profound but it really is that when we don't understand the characteristics of the Lord Jesus Christ when we meet him we miss what he can do on our behalf because as we've talked about we can't do anything to be saved it is through faith that he gives us through confession that he graces us with that we find wholeness in him in a relationship so 
Those breaker angels, the breaker anointing is here today if you want it. You see, I love what Caitlin said that, that we are living sacrifices. We have a choice to be here, to, to actually walk through that sacrificial process. Many don't. Many come, put on the mask, do the church thing, go home. But the breaker anointing here is here today to break off that which would keep you from full understanding of who Jesus is. You see, today is Mother's Day and there's significance in a name. There's significance in a name. Now I want to bring to you today a character, a mother in scripture that we probably don't know the name of because it's only mentioned in one verse in scripture, but it is a significant woman in our history. Her name is Jochebed. She's Moses' mother. Moses' mother had a significant influence on his life. And as you hear the rest of today's sermon, so do you. You see, I believe that she was a Levite. That's what the scripture tells us. She married a Levite, which puts her in extreme peril in that hour. Now, she's only found in Numbers 26, verse 59. So if you turn with me, you can mark this because it's definitely in there. It's just sort of hidden in Numbers. If, if you love Numbers, great. That's a good book for you. But it's hidden in there because this is the lineage of things. And it says, The name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And to Amram she bore Aaron and Moses and their sister Miriam. It's the only place her name is mentioned in Scripture. During the time of Pharaoh, he had enslaved the Israelites because he was scared isn't it interesting that leaders will go to, to strong lengths, to go to big lengths, to enslave people they're afraid of? We see it happening right now in Canada. We see a, a man who stood, a pastor who stood on truth, who began to bring the gospel last night, was arrested on the freeway going home from church because he believed in truth. And what are the authorities afraid of? The Gestapo, the communists, what are they afraid of? They're afraid of the Christians because we have the authority on the earth. And so if we're not going to speak truth, we might as well pack it up. Find a FEMA camp to be, you know, engaged in for a while. But if we're going to speak truth, then we have to speak the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, which brings all that comes through the resurrection in his name. And not be scared about what's going on around us, but be bold. Jochebed hid Moses for three months. She hid him until you could no longer hide a baby. After three months, they're a little uh, hard to hide anymore. She hid him, and then she made a basket, and she put him in the river and hid him among the reeds so that Pharaoh's daughter would find him. Now, we know the story, so don't get bored by the story because it's about to get exciting. So stand up and shout. Pharaoh's daughter found him, had pity on the Hebrew boy, and took him in. Pharaoh's daughter instructed Miriam, Moses' sister who was serving there, which I love how God just arranges relationships. Some of you are here today because of divine appointments and divine relationships, but Miriam's in the right place at the right time to get the word from Pharaoh's daughter to say, hey, we need someone to take care of this boy. 
And she's like, I know the perfect one to nurse this boy, right? And so she goes and she's commissioned to go and find a nurse to take care of the baby. And, oh, I'm just going to go find mom. (laughs) So Miriam brought him to his mother and nursed him. When he grew older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who named him Moses, which means saved or found in the water. Your name is significant, not just on the earth, but in the kingdom of God. The world will pick at your name. The world, have you ever, have you ever heard a, a, maybe your child, your grandchild come home and they've been picked on at school because of their name? You see, the enemy will always go after your identity, your characteristics, your traits. And when you're born again, it's because your traits and your characteristics match your father. He was drawn out of the water. Some of you this morning have been drawn out of a lot of things. And then you were named by Jesus. Although scripture doesn't reveal the impact that Jochebed had on Moses, we can probably figure that there was some impartation that happened during the time that he was being nursed and reared by his mother before he went into his divine destiny. We don't know exactly what that would be, but I'm going to speculate this morning. I believe that she taught him how to care because she demonstrated that for him. Some people this morning, maybe watching online, maybe in the room, maybe didn't have that. Maybe your mother wasn't present, but someone loved you enough to teach you how to care. I believe that she demonstrated protection. We see that in her actions of putting him in the water so that he could survive. So she cared for him. She protected him. She provided for him in her unique situation. I know that there are mothers in the room and there are mothers online and there are mothers that will listen to this later that have taken on the responsibility of nurturing in a bad circumstance. And I believe that in this hour, God is raising up mothers to deal with unique situations in creative ways. More and more often I hear of grandparents raising grandkids and things going on. I believe that there's an anointing for that that will be praised for generations that the Lord pours out on you to protect and give you creative ways to raise the next generation. She was an instrument in God's purpose. You're an instrument in God's purpose. One of the best things about having our name change in our born-again experience is that we become that which we were promised we would be. You see, when you look in the natural, there are things about you that you might not like. And I know because I've talked with lots of moms over time, there's things that they wish they would have done differently. They maybe don't look the same as they did before they had children. The chuckles through the room. But it's significant that we identify with that mothering process because we see that it imparts to us things that we could not get anywhere else. 
One of the most encouraging things in this hour is to see many people rising to the bar to raise children that aren't theirs because we're lacking mothers. And in this age, it is a place where God wants to move. In this situation, Jochebed ministered to Moses, nurtured him, cared for him, and saved him. Many of us in the room have been nurtured, cared, and saved for in unique ways. I wonder if the situation was different, if things might have been different, and I'm sure they were. And in your situation, things could be completely different than what I'm talking about. Maybe you haven't been able to be a mother at this point. But God is releasing a mother's anointing in this hour. Hebrews 11.23, if you turn with me there. It says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw him as a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. There is a, a wave of fear that is being thrown about this country, at least right now, but all around the world, this wave of fear. And there's one entity on the planet that I know that when in alignment with the Lord does not succumb to fear. And that is a mother. There are so many stories of mothers, and maybe you have one of your own, where fear could have gotten the best of them in a situation where sickness or disease or some accident of some sort or maybe just bad circumstances have invaded their lives and mom stood strong and held true and did not let fear derail the situation. So we all encompassing say to every mother in the room, thank you for not letting fear control you. You see, if you look at her life here in Scripture, she could have been consumed by fear, which would have eliminated the destiny of her son. And every single day, you hear about a virus and about all the things that could stir up fear in you. Maybe even the story about the pastor stirs up fear, could stir up fear in you, and we're called to put fear to rest because Jesus did that for us. But many, sadly, many allow fear to control and manipulate them into what the enemy wants them to be. And that is a group of people who walk around wondering when the next domino is going to fall. That's not our call as believers. That's not our call as children of God. And we need to take some notes from moms because they care and they don't let fear. So maybe you've been protected. Maybe you've been cared for. Maybe you've had very weird situations that the Lord has delivered you from. We say thank you. So as I was reading this and going through this and praying through what the Lord would have said today, the Lord took me, took me on a drive. Now, how many of you have ever just went and driven because the Lord said, get in the car and go? So he said, get in the truck and drive. And I said, okay. 
And if we're gonna do that, then we have to be willing to turn or we're gonna have an accident somewhere. But if we listen to the Lord intently, he'll tell us where to go and he told me exactly where to go. And as I drove on the property of this place, I felt the anointing of the Lord. Now, I have to tell you about an experience that we had this week, and as we do that, I'm going to put this in perspective for you. On Tuesday night, Tim Sheets got up to speak, and the atmosphere in the room was amazing. We cultivate that here. Our team does that very well. Angels were present in the room. He described what they looked like to us. And he began to prophesy over the next generation. And when he did, the physical manifestation of shaking hit me. And I could not control myself for an hour. Which is good. Now that may, may bring up questions in your mind of whether this is real. I can tell you that it's real. So when I went on my drive, I drove onto the property, and as soon as my wheels touched the property, I began to shake again and feel the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he began to give me a vision. And I'm going to ask the team to come back up because I believe as we, I know I'm sort of shocking them because we're early, but I believe that God's about to do something big here. He showed me a picture of a grizzly bear. Now, I'm not a bear guy. I don't know what that means, but he showed me a picture of a grizzly bear with her cubs. And I saw it vividly. I saw the, the individual hairs. I saw right here exactly this picture of a grizzly bear with her cubs. And I said, Lord, uh, like, I like to dream. I, I love, I'm not going to say I don't like to have visions. I don't really like to have them while I'm driving. But I stopped the vehicle. I pulled over. I put it in park. Would you dim the lights for a second? Thank you, DJ. And as I put it in park, the Lord began to speak to me about this picture. Protecting their young has been a quintessential example of a mother's love. There is no greater warrior than a mother protecting her children. Mainly because of the mother's fierce, protective attributes. Now don't lose me right now. It is widely accepted that the most dangerous place to be upon the planet is between a grizzly bear and her cubs. All around the world, people know that 90% of our grizzly bears in the world are in Alaska, and they know that when you go, you don't get between a bear and its cubs. I bet you we could go in India and pull a, pull a kid out of school and say, do you ever get between a, a grizzly bear and her cubs? And they would say, no. Why? Because it's widely known that it's the most dangerous place on the planet. While the cubs are with the mother grizzly bear, they learn important life lessons. They watch the mom hunt for food, and the cubs learn skills to help them survive on their own. And then the Lord said this, receive this. Everybody in the room just get in an attitude of worship. 
We know that we are the ecclesia. We're not the church, C-H-U-R-C-H. We are the ecclesia. The ecclesia is the legislative body of the kingdom of heaven. When Jesus said, I am speaking to my ecclesia, he was saying, the legislative body of my kingdom upon the earth, I am releasing this to you. So this is not to the church of laid-back, apathetic people. This is to the people who are willing to go out and legislate the kingdom of heaven on the earth. In Dover, in Sugar Creek, in New Philadelphia, in Stark County, in Tuscarawas County, in Ohio, in Bolivia. Anywhere you go, you are there to legislate the kingdom. So as you receive this word, receive it as that this morning. And he began to say this, To my ecclesia I write, I am releasing to you an anointing to care and protect the children of the earth with a new fierceness. For so long my ecclesia has loved those in its care, but now you are going to be elevated to your rightful place as the legislative body upon the earth. For decades the enemy has distracted my church from the real impact I have called you to make. For years the enemy has released decoy balloons of issues that matter to me and to you, but those issues have distracted you from the real issue. My ecclesia must stand and legislate my heart of love to the world. No child is insignificant, whether in the womb or out of it. Every mind is precious and should be protected from the slander that is being propagated in their educational system. For I say, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and if he drowned in the depth of the sea. I am a God of justice, says the Lord. In this new era, I am releasing a boldness on my ecclesia, as of a mommy grizzly protecting her cubs. My ecclesia shall rise in legislative power by the Spirit and release a bold judgment upon the earth that will save millions and rescue a generation from the hate and division of the enemy's conquest. Rise, my ecclesia, rise, my ecclesia. Stand in the character of my Son, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. Legislate love from the most vulnerable among you. You will legislate this love from a prayer closet, the dining room table, the office desk, the elected seat, and the judge's bench, says the Lord. Now is the time to see me and do as I do. Say what I say, says the Lord. Matthew 19, 14 says, But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. He is releasing an anointing in this hour that you are going to have passion and fierceness for the youngest among us. This isn't just for the moms in the room. This is for the legislative body. Stand with me, please. You will legislate from the prayer closet. You will legislate at your desk. You will legislate in the elected offices. You will legislate from the judge's bench. You will legislate the kingdom of heaven upon this earth. And I know this is weird for some of you this morning, but the Lord had a clear word for you in the house. So receive it this morning in the Lord Jesus Christ's name. that word and your word says that we receive what you say out of your mouth and as sons and daughters we decree that upon this nation the time is over 
for the enemy to control our education, to control our government, to control our food supply, the time is over. It is time for the ecclesia to rise and stand on truth in the Son named the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 81.10 says this, Open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fill it now and you'll see. These words that you speak, so shall it be. This isn't just for the pastor this morning, although I'm fired up, and I'm telling you, if you're not fired up, your wood is wet this morning, because God is moving in this house. He's given a word for this house. He's given a word for this generation. You see, our words are powerful. We can take things that are not seen and make them into things that are seen. When, when the Lord worked on the earth, he spoke it into existence, and what we speak in the next six minutes is going to transform a generation in this region. Psalm 29 verse 4 says this, The voice of the Lord is powerful. What I just read to you is not something that was written on a piece of paper. This is a word of the Lord for this house. And it is powerful. It is filled with things that God is legislating on the earth if we'll receive it. When God speaks, a powerful force is released. That release is the breaker anointing that goes into your home and breaks off the nonsense. It goes into the school system. It breaks off the, the cultish things that they're doing. It goes into the government and it breaks off the, the horrible things that are being done behind closed doors. It breaks them off. Since we are created in God's image, this is what your responsibility is as the ecclesia. To reflect his nature, to operate in his abilities, we possess the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It resides in you. So the only way that the world gets changed is when you open your mouth and release what he's saying. So I'm ready for a church this morning on a Mother's Day that we embrace the fierceness of a mother defending her cubs and that we begin to shout, that we begin to decree what we want to see, what God has spoken over this land and that we begin to not shade away, not, not shy away, not step back when he's calling us to step forward and stand. And so we decree his words through our mouth established on this earth as we speak. So now I'm going to I'm going to decree what he said to me. And I want you to decree what he speaks to you. You're not going to repeat what I say because everybody here is a different part of the body. We know that. Different parts have different gifts. So maybe you're just going to intercede right now. Maybe you're going to shout out loud. I don't care. But whatever he speaks to you, I want you to declare it over this region this morning. This isn't about just a fun time at church. We're moving the tectonic plates of this region this morning. No more trafficking coming down 77. No more abortion. No, it's not happening on our watch. It's not happening on our watch. So I'm going to decree this, but it's not decreeing to a silent room. It's decreeing to those who are decreeing as well. So it better not be silent or I'm just going to stop and we'll just do it again. So, are you ready? Decree what the Lord speaks to you as I decree what he said to me. We decree a new fierceness in the body today. This legislative body will step out in boldness to fix the brokenness of our culture and legislate the gospel of the kingdom in our community and beyond. We will boldly, as a mama grizzly, legislate love to 
our community come to know Jesus. We will rise and stand firm in the truth of the Word of God, doing what we see Him do and say what we hear Him say. Praise you, Lord. We worship you. Praise you, Lord. Move in this hour. Move in this place. Just worship Him. Share. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit, for He is moving in this place. Praise you, Lord. We worship you. If you enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, thesummitdover.com or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.